Blog Talk Radio. Me and my fam go ham, go hard in the paint. We laugh, we party, we drink. That's my kin, my friends. I'll love them till the end. Cause life passes by in a blink. Yeah, front porch chillin', backyard grillin', load of blood smokin', round around rollin', listening to the radio with nowhere to go, wishing we would never grow old. Time flies when you're having fun, growing up but we're still young. Our blood runs thicker than mud, let them ride the waves just cause. We turn up until the sun goes down, we've grown up but we still run this town. Never die, feel forever young, cause my fam knows I got love and it runs in our blood. Yesterday we was kids playing ball, got punched in the jaw, then we beat them down till they caught a law. Yesterday we was seen chasing girls in them jeans, would it seem bad as hell, we was really going off. Yeah, nothing like family, party or anatomy, hold you down like gravity, got your bag happily. Roots running through our soul, family tree grows, sitting back, man, we really getting old. Time flies when you're having fun Growing up, but we're still young Blood runs thicker than mud Let them ride the waves just cause We turn up until the sun goes down We've grown up, but we still run this town Never die, feel forever young Cause my fam knows I got love And it runs in our blood Jones. It's called Runs in Our Blood. I saw him 
on a um, video that came up on Facebook, and he was either on X Factor or one of those other shows. And the the this young man has a voice that will just blow you away. And I had another song slated for tonight, but I thought I'm going to play this song. Something just drew me to play this song. And when you listen to the words. It's very poignant with the guest that I have tonight because things happen for a reason. I will explain all of that more to you shortly. But first, I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show. And I want to say thank you because this show will not be two years old until next month, the end of next month. We will we will um, celebrate our second year live a five-year dream that came true for me. Never thought I would see it go where it has gone, and it just absolutely amazes me every day that this show, which, you know, I, I say it's not my show, it's y'all's show. It's you, the listener. It's it's my guest. Y'all have made this show what it is, and I'm very humbled, very grateful, very appreciative, and I look forward to the next year. We are already filling up for December that's how far in advance that I have bookings. And, and y'all send me people every day. Somebody else says, so-and-so told me about the show. And then I have my guests that that, that have been on before that, that come back because, as most of you know, I have my guests come back. It's not a one and done because they get a following on this show, and that is very important. So I want to say thank you because we are very, very close to 125000 just on this show. I mean, we are we are like 250 shy of 125,000 on the show, and when you add up all the other places we're heard now, Spotify, iHeartRadio, FM.com, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, iTunes, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, um, MixCloud, and places I don't even know about. Oh, Reverb Nation, we're on Reverb Nation now. We're well into 200,000 plus in 200 countries, which is so exciting for my guests because they are being heard in places that they have never been heard before. And with that being said, there's two ways you can get on the show. You can come on as a guest, and I guarantee you you'll have so much fun you can't wait to come back. But if you're kind of shy, but if you have a platform, a cause, a passion, a book, music, art, whatever, you can also place an ad on the show, and I'm not in this to get rich. I'm in this to pay it forward because so many people have been kind to me in the 30 plus years that I have been in the publishing industry with rejections and all. For 10 bucks for 30 days, I will run your ad either in an MP3 format or I will read the ad you send me what you want me to read. And what you do is you contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com. You say, Yvonne, I want to be on the show. Here's my stuff. I'll set a date. I'll send it back to you, tell you what you're supposed to do. Or you say, I want to place an ad. And what I do, once I get your ad, I send you an invoice through PayPal for 10 bucks. I run it for 30 days. And no matter how many shows I have in that 30 days, I run your ad. And if for whatever reason, because y'all know my husband is ill, and if for whatever reason I have to reschedule the show, the ad follows the show. So you do not lose any airtime. This is very important to me that you not lose that airtime. So either way, you can either run an ad, come on the show, but understand that December is filling up fast, and we are going to be starting 
in the new year. And speaking of the new year, I have so I have some exciting, exciting news. And then we'll we'll get on into the other little bit of housekeeping. The exciting news is the first Wednesday of every month, starting in January, we're going to run a new segment on the show. It's called News from the Mountain. And my Montana author, Nancy Quinn, who has been on the show a couple of times, will be doing this show with me. We're going to get news from her mountain, so stay tuned for more details on that. But before we get started with our guest tonight, who I already have a fangirl crush on because she is from the South, so we are sisters. We are sisters from the South. I have a new sponsor for the show, and his name is John Isaac Jones, and, and he is an author. And he wrote this cute little book called Alabama Stories. It's a collection of stor- short stories. I have read these short stories. They are absolutely amazing. They were childhood short stories. They were taken from his childhood, and they're written from the perspective of a child. Just absolutely amazing. So go check out John Isaac Jones' Alabama Stories and read them. He's also got some other books out, uh, The Duck Springs Affair. That's the notebook on steroids. Check him out because he is an amazing author. Now, because of this show and because Australia, I love you, Australia, because Australia is our biggest fan base at 97%, there's an author named Diane Moat, and she has a series of books, and they're the Sam Holden series. And the first one is called Dog Gone, and the second one is called Dog Fight. Well, her books went to number one just because of this show and Australia. Thank you, Australia. The second in a series called Dogfight goes, Wherever a helpless animal whimpers in the dark and wherever the system fails to protect an animal, she'll be there. And she isn't giving up anytime soon, so you have been warned. When Sam Holden receives a tip about a brutal dogfighting ring, she embarks on some of her most dangerous acts of vigilantism yet. And no, I cannot talk tonight. The monster known as the puppeteer circles Sam's world while she unknowingly circles his. And while they chase each other, will Sam put those that she loves most in harm's way in order to break up this ring? With time running out and animals in need, the dangerous life she's created begins to eclipse any other life that Sam could ever lead. After the show tonight, go to Amazon, look up author Diane Moat, and get her series, Dog Gone and Dog Fight. There's also another podcast with my friend Cece Chamberlain. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to feel inspired, if you're having a down day, or if you just want some words of encouragement, I encourage you to go listen to her podcast, which is called Inside Your Life with Cece. It is a motivational, passionate conversation where she interviews people who are truly living their purpose. Whether it's a professional boxer, an author, a history enthusiast, garbage collector, she doesn't care. She strives to give one hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as Cece guides you to pursue your dreams for you to live your best life possible. This wonderful show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere that podcasts are available. Now, with all the housekeeping out of the way, Tonight's guest, I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for her because she is a pioneer in the indie industry and not as an author, not as a paperback, but what she does is she promotes audiobooks. Her name is Jess, 
and the name of her company is Audio Bookworms Promotions. No, y'all can't go look it up now. you got to wait. She, it is a multifaceted service aimed at provi- providing marketing, event planning, and design service for the audiobook industry. This billion-dollar industry is immensely popular across the globe but does not receive the same marketing attention granted to the traditional book industry. And that is true. I have so- several audiobooks out, and they don't get marketed like my other books do. Audio Bookworm Promotions' goal is to provide authors, publishers, and narrators of audiobooks with services comparable to those available to the traditional book format. And ladies and gentlemen, she is a southern sister. So when I changed, I did not know that when I changed tonight's song, but tonight's song perfectly fit this show and welcome Jess to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we have to give a shout-out, ladies and gentlemen, because Jess is from North Carolina, and um, I'm from Georgia, and and if we don't give this shout-out, we're both going to be in big trouble. Jess's (laughs) grandma and her mom are listening tonight, so we want to say welcome to the show, Grandma and Mom. Thank you so, so much. It is an honor and a privilege. Thank you for loaning me Jess for an hour. Right, Jess? (laughs) Right. Hi, Mom. Grandma. Oh, you've got to say it better than that. (laughs) Look, these ladies are my biggest supporters, and, I mean, they would support me no matter what I did, but they're always wanting to find ways to um, help support what I do. You know, I mean, they've been my biggest fans my entire life, but there's really not a lot of ways for them to help me market audiobooks. <laughs> so um, this means a lot to them, I know, just getting this, this shout out. Well, that, and they can tell all their friends and, and, and the hairdresser down on the corner and the clerk in the grocery store, hey, go listen to this show my daughter was on the other night because this thing archives this. Right. So when the show is over, I'm going to tell you how it archives and and where I'm going to put it on the other podcast, and then I'm going to send you the links, and you get to send it everywhere, and they get to to send it to whoever they want to in emails. Oh, and they will. (laughs) (laughs) So see, we have created two monsters. Oh, dear. (laughs) Monsters, cheerleaders, you know. uh, Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than than family cheerleading section. Am I right? Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, this is nothing new to me. It's just, it's finally, something that I'm doing is finally showing fruit, finally bearing fruit. So I know that they're, you know, they they would pull for me no matter what I was doing. But uh, I know that they're just thrilled for everything that I'm doing as well. Well, I'm glad they're listening tonight, and I'm glad we gave them that shout-out because I'm very proud of them for supporting you because in this industry, and you've been in this industry long enough, especially in the indie industry, this is the toughest industry to be in because you don't have the marketing. You don't have the big six going out there and putting things in bookstores and making sure that your books are press-released and I've been marketing since I was five years old, so marketing is no big deal to me. But my question is, how in the world did you get started in this? What made you want to do this? Well, um, 
the simplest answer is I'm a listener. I started out as a listener. To this day, I am still an avid audiobook listener. Um, and I, I just kind of slowly got into it uh, one step at a time. And then I realized that there was really nowhere else to go um, because the audiobooks that I was loving and hearing and wanting to tell people about weren't getting enough exposure. You know, I felt that they weren't being touted enough. And I was like, well, why is this? Why aren't, like you said, the, the big publishers, why aren't they putting um, more emphasis behind marketing their audiobooks like they do their regular books? Why aren't there resources out there to help independent authors market their audiobooks? I mean, these people are just out there doing the best they can with little to no help. And I didn't think that was right. And, so and I, I, you just, I decided the, to do something about it. You hit the nail on the head when you said little to no help because as long as I've been in this business, and, and I've been in business since I was five years old. My father had his own, own heating and air conditioning business, and this was back in the 50s when there was no social network and no Internet. You didn't even put an ad in the in the yellow pages because we couldn't afford it. So my father... His marketing was a handshake and a business card and word of mouth. And when when he retired from the heating and air conditioning business, he was still putting in heating and air conditioning for the great-grandchildren of his first customers. Wow. So he incredible. me. Like you said about uh, word of mouth, that's, that's still how I – do most of mine so that that really hasn't changed and word of mouth is the best thing to do because five people will tell five people who will tell five people right and it grows from there so when when you started this journey was there something in your background as a child that put you on this journey or did you ever think this is where you would wind up Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, the only thing in my background that would even indicate that I would end up here is, is just a, a love of reading. Uh, I was a traditional book reader um, as a child. I, I listened to an audiobook here and there on a family road trip, um, but they weren't, well, to my knowledge, they just weren't that popular when I was young. They certainly weren't being marketed to children or, you know, not that I was seeing. They certainly aren't weren't what they are now, but um, I still loved reading. I was a voracious reader, and then as I got older, I had less and less time for reading. Um, I thought, well, you know, that's, that's just life. Um, reading is a luxury that busy adults don't have time for. That's just what I assumed, that it was just something I had to give up um, as a part of growing up, but in about 2014, I discovered audiobooks. Um, I started out with an Audible free trial. I don't even know how I came across Audible then, but I did, and I did their free trial and thought, wow, this is excellent for multitasking. Um, and it was a way to fit my love of um, reading back into my life where I could, I could work and I could, you know, do my daily chores or, or what have you. And, um, still uh, consume the stories that I loved. Well, let me ask you this. When when you discovered the uh, stumbling over audiobooks like that, 
And as you got more and more into audiobooks, did you find that it was difficult to find audiobooks that were within the interests that you had and that you had to go digging because there is no marketing. Even, like you say, even the traditional six do not market audiobooks. Right. And there's still a lot of inequality out there. I feel like even just in the last two years since I've been doing, you know, since I've been running audiobook form promotions, I feel like I've seen a lot of strides, but there's still a lot of ground to cover. Um, Goodreads is a great example. Everyone here probably knows Goodreads. If not, um, check it out. It's a, a basically a social media platform for book lovers. That's the best way to describe it, like the Facebook yep. for book lovers. <laughs> um, once I discovered that, it was just a whole new ball game. I was able to get recommendations from friends and connect with, you know, people I've never met in real life, but I, I feel like I know them just because we've connected over books. Um, but as much as I love Goodreads, and goodness knows I do love Goodreads, um, but they they don't really, how do I put this, they're not audiobook friendly, in my opinion. Um, since they were acquired by Amazon, who also owns Audible, um, some, you know, strides have been made. Uh, you can hear a sample of the audiobook on the Goodreads page. Before they had that feature, I would have to find a book on Goodreads open up another tab, go to Audible, search for the book to even see if, it, if there was an audiobook in existence for that title. Um, you know, 50% of the time it felt like I would strike out and there wouldn't be an audiobook. Um, now you, you can see on the Goodreads page if there's an audiobook available or not. And if there is, you can find out the narrator and listen to uh, a sample just like you could on Audible. So that's great. I love that. Um, but it's still not where it could be. The, there aren't really ways uh, for audiobook lovers to connect other than ones that are made um, by, by people themselves. Like you can create a group for audiobook lovers, but uh -huh. I just feel like the website itself could do more to um, I don't know, just be more audiobook friendly. I wonder if publishing houses think that it's too much trouble to promote audiobooks now for a time they did tell it they did audible did a, did tv commercials but it still it didn't pop when they did their commercials it was like you saw it in passing you went oh that's nice but there's so much that can be done with promoting audiobooks that will grab people's attention because we are such a mobile society now and we have devices out the wazoo that there's no reason that audible that audiobook sales should not be up there with paperbacks and Kindle. Right, and I actually just saw I think maybe yesterday or the day before that um, ebook sales are down, which is, you know, that, that's not a positive. Um, it's not a competition between, you know, ebooks and traditional books and audiobooks. But what I saw was that ebook sales are down, the audiobook sales are up. So, you know, we're sad for the ebook community. We don't want those sales to be down. But I am happy that 
audiobook sales are up. I mean, this is a fantastic time to be an audiobook listener, just like you said, with all of our devices and the advancements that have been made with technology, there's no better time to be an audiobook listener. And there's no better better time for especially indie authors to get in on having their books made into audiobooks. And it can exactly. be done. Exactly. And it doesn't yeah. have to cost four and five thousand dollars. That's what has put a lot of indie authors off is even on Amazon their rates are through the roof. Right. Right. And there's but no reason though. That's true. That is very true. Let us run a couple of ads and then we will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is off the chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest Jess with Audiobook Worm Promotions and we are just getting started. So, Mom and Grandma, don't y'all go away. We'll be right back. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guides. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. Dot com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> you so silly. silly. You silly. Remember Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. And we are back with Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, Jess, and she owns Audiobook Worms Promotion. And we are talking about audiobooks and the beauty of audiobooks in in this day and age with all of our devices and our busy lives and we're so transient and we're all the time in forward motion that audiobooks are not promoted like the e-books and like paperbacks, and they should be. I mean, they're just another tool for us as authors to get our craft out there. And, Jess, before the show, you and I were talking about something that, that we both live by, and that is the product is not the brand. We are the brand. Right. That's my philosophy. Um, I have a narrator resource guide that I just came out with this month, actually, and it's filled with insights and ideas and just things that I've picked up on uh, throughout the last two years of promoting audiobooks. I work with authors and narrators and publishers, um, but in my experience, 
narrators are the uh, audience there that are most in need of marketing help, uh, most immediately anyway. Um, and so I, I geared this guide toward narrators. I'm hoping later to come out with a more general audiobook marketing guide. And there are certainly uh, a lot of tidbits in the narrator resource guides that authors and publishers and the general public uh, could use, definitely. Um, so, you know, anybody can pick it up. But I, um, I geared it towards narrators because I felt that they would get the most out of it right now. Um, I was joking with you earlier that uh, a lot of my job feels like it's hand-holding. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. I, I love hand-holding. I think I'm pretty good at it. I've been told so anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, a narrator will come to me and not know where to begin. You know, maybe they've entered into a royalty share agreement, and they want to pull their weight as far as promoting the audiobook, but they don't know how. Authors, you know, when you become an author, you kind of expect that at some point you're going to have to market your own work. But from what I've picked up on, I don't know that a lot of narrators factor that into um, part of their job description whenever they get into it. Um, so uh, hopefully this guide can, you know, provide some sort of insight, um, just things that I've picked up on. And, um, I, I mean, I, I, it's, on, it's on promo right now, actually, in June, because June is audiobook month, as you know. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully your your listeners know as well. Uh, June is audiobook month, yay! And uh, the narrator resource guide is actually on a promotional price right now, um, so you can check that out on my website. And um, yeah, I'm sorry, I kind well, of went it, off on a tangent there. No, no, that, no. I'm good. That's when we come out off the chain because, like I told you before the show started, I have no idea where the conversation is going to go. But you brought up a very good topic that we need to go delve further in because I'm sure there are people out there that are narrators, want to be narrators, A, don't know how to go about it, and B, don't know what to do with it once they get it, and C, don't know how to be coached right with the different dialogues, um, demographics, accents, male-female voices, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of them would be very good at it. And like you said, they don't know how to market themselves. So talking about this and exposing narrators to this show is wonderful. Because like you, we were talking before the show, you and I are both from the South. And unless you are from the South, you you can't fake a, a Southern accent. It's impossible because they get it all wrong. It is, yeah. I mean, and the average listener probably won't be as, as harsh of a critic as you and I, but um, I feel like because I hear authentic Southern accents every day, um, I, I tend to judge narrator Southern accents a little harsher than I probably should. And I, I try to admit that in my review that, um, you know, I, I might be being a little hard on them, but um some of them, I don't know, you just either overcorrect and they go too sticky sweet or, I don't know, it's just I've heard some doozies. <laughs> so have I. And I'm going, oh, please. <laughs> we Number one, we wouldn't say that in the South. And number two, if we did, we wouldn't say it that 
and a lot of times it's it's not just the accent. Like some of them might have the accent down, but then they'll have the pronunciation wrong. Like I was listening to something the other day, and they pronounced kudzu wrong. Uh, I think no, that they was the did. Word. How yeah, in the world did they? How did they mispronounce kudzu? I think it was kudzu or something, or uh, I don't. You know, and I don't oh. even really know how to spell the words. So maybe the mispronunciation came from the spelling. I, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to pronounce it phonetically it's, or it's, something. It's K U D Z U. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And I didn't back it up. Um, I was doing something. I had my hands in dishwater or something, so I couldn't back it up to listen to it again. But I believe that was the mispronunciation. Anyway, um, just weird things like that. And. But it makes sense, though. Someone who doesn't grow up around the stuff and has never probably heard of it, um, how would they know how to pronounce it? That's true. I mean, we grew up, yeah. kudzu was everywhere. When it was springtime, oh gosh, it was yeah. kudzu time. Even the cows <laughs> won't eat it. I mean, <laughs> Right, I'm looking out my window at it right now. <laughs> so, and it was supposed to be the... the um, the the fodder for the livestock, they would eat it like crazy and they would gain weight and it just became a pain in the ass. I mean, it did. It, <laughs> it's terrible. It no, it just it grows like crazy. It's worse than poison ivy. You can't kill it. <laughs> you can't even set that stuff on fire and it go away. Hmm. It just comes back worse. But right. a lot of a lot of the the movies that that are filmed in the South, that if they don't use true Southern actors or, or actors that have a Southern background, they ruin the movie. I can't I can't watch the movie because, like you say, the the accent is either too sickening sweet, or they make the character sound too backwards and stupid. Yes. And I want to shake them. I want to say, look, come sit in my house for a week. Trust me, I'll teach you Southern. Bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many different dialects, too. You know, I feel like, yes. um, I, I don't know, I've never been in narrator training. Um, <laughs> so this is completely from just a listener's point of view. But I feel like there's like a stop narrator uh, southern accent that it's just like the default they think okay a southern accent and then they just you know what I mean like a stock photo but uh-huh. like a stock accent and it's just the one that they all go to maybe it's like a South Carolina type thing um, it doesn't matter where the character's from could be Texas could be Florida could be Mississippi Virginia wherever they just all the southern accents sound the same they all kind of to me sound like South Carolina yeah, and, um, and like we're there's not, not a lot of variation. Because in Georgia, when you get down to South Georgia, down towards Plains, where Jimmy Carter's from, they mm-hmm. talk this way. Now, Mr. Carter, he's down there <laughs> by the post office, and it's very drawn <laughs> out. It, it's very um, cultured. It's very slow. And when you get right. into... Middle Georgia, they talk even different. Now, when you get in the in the mountains of Georgia, they say things like, I'm fixing to, uh-huh. I'm going over yonder, down the road a bit. 
and I've been around and, all those accents all of my life. <laughs> right, right. And even, I mean, you're talking about Georgia accents, but I'm, you, you, I'm hearing you say them, and I'm thinking of people that I know. So, I mean, it, it varies, and I also think it varies um, by generation. Yes. Because my, my grandfather, my grandparents' generation, they have a, a different type of southern accent than I feel like I have. Yes. Um it, it's it's lower, <laughs> it's it's um more for lack of a better word, elementary. Not that they were stupid people because they were some of the smartest people that that I knew. My grandfather had a third-grade education, but he ran water lines in the city of Rome and had rental houses. And when the engineers wanted to buy the water, the city wanted to buy the water from him, he told them where all the water lines were, and they paid. Now, this is how dumb these people were. They paid engineers thousands of dollars to go plot the water lines, and when they came back, it was where my grandfather told them they were. <laughs> <laughs> but but. It, his his dialect and his accent and even his words were different than my father's and my mother's. Um, one of my right. father's favorite sayings was, keep your powder dry. I've never heard that. Yeah. He'll say now, when I would hang up, for, or when I would call him and say, how are you doing today, Daddy? He'd say, I'm fine as a frog's hair. Isn't that funny? I mean, I've grown up in the South to a different part than you, obviously, but I've never heard either of those expressions. Well, that, that, that's another thing of, of Rome, Georgia. It's it's in the in the valley of the Seven Hills of Rome, and my father lived in the country. My mother lived in the city. They lived a mile and a half apart, and her dialect and communication skills were even different than my father's, and they were a mile apart. Hmm. See, I think that is so interesting. I mean, I, I'm big into genealogy, and, um, I mean, obviously, um, I, I'm from North Carolina, and all of my family has been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so when I do genealogy, it's for this area. Uh, so I think things like that are just so interesting. I love family history and hearing old stories. Um, I think I was born at, like, 50 years old. I was born. See, and just another reason, ladies and gentlemen, why I love this girl because I've been doing genealogy for thirty years, and this is what this is what. Yeah. So, see, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're sisters in in the we're sisters by by design here. That's just what we do. And and getting back. Uh oh. Sorry. Go ahead. I have a book recommendation for you before we get off of the genealogy topic. Hold on to your hat. Because this about knocked my socks off a few weeks ago when I discovered this book series. Um, I believe it's by Steve Robinson. I'll have to look it up to make sure. But um, it is a genealogical mystery series. Um, It's the Jefferson Tate Genealogical Mystery Series or something. It's this man. um, You know, there's all these books about private investigators and FBI agents and whatever solving crimes. This man is... A genealogist. He's a professional genealogist, and he solves mysteries using genealogy. You want want to hear something that is really going to blow your mind? Yes. I'm probably related to him because my father's family are Robinsons. Oh, that's (laughs) interesting. I don't know where he's from, but, yeah, we're all over. We're, my dad's people came out of, of 
uh, Manchester, Tennessee, and they came out of Scotland and Ireland, and some of them went to Texas, some of them went up to Indiana. So we could, we're everywhere. There's a whole horde of them. <laughs> I'll have to look up so, and see where he's from. I don't even know. Well, send me his information. Because i got to look this okay, up. Will. Yes, ladies. We're having a moment. Y'all just get over it. See, I told you this would happen. <laughs> just two people having a conversation because we're from the South and that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I love finding people that love doing genealogy because I've been doing it since I was like 12 years old. And um, it's not like a common hobby. I mean, it is sort of around here, but um, anyway, oh, <laughs> I love connecting been... with people like that. Well, it because, and and this ties into to the book thing, because the the old people, our ancestors were storytellers. Mm-hmm. Some of the stories they didn't want to tell, they kept secret, and I had to dig them up. But they were <laughs> storytellers; they kept the history alive, and this is what we do with our books, whether it is fiction or nonfiction or history or whatever, we're storytellers. And the best way to tell a story is verbally. Right. Or, oral storytelling is the, the spoken word is older than the written word, I believe is how I've heard it put. That was the best yes. argument. You know, there's, there are people that want to argue that uh, if you listen to an audiobook, you're cheating or you're not really reading. I had people give me grief about that when I first started out in the audiobook community. Um, and honestly, the, uh, my response was just to ignore them and say, okay, you sit there in your misery. I'm going to go listen to an audiobook. Um, but the best response that I heard, uh, I believe, came from narrator Kurt Simmons. And, you know, he and I were just talking, and he said, well, uh, the spoken word is older than the written word. So if you want to Ab- get technical, audiobooks were first. Absolutely. And when when one listens to an audiobook, I know I've I've listened to, to mine and my husband and, and this flipping the subject here again. Ladies and gentlemen, audiobooks are the best things in the world for people that have loved to read all of their life, like my husband, who is going blind. He can no longer read books, and there was a piece of him missing because he's a voracious reader. So I'm buying him audiobooks. And for people that cannot hold a book or cannot hold a Kindle, audiobooks are you. You can get the Kindle, you download them on the Kindle, you get the folks a headset, and let them listen just because someone no longer has part of their faculties. And for children with autism, children who are disabled, audio books are magnificent. Don't you agree, Jess? One thousand percent. I'm so glad you brought the conversation to this. Accessibility is extremely important to me. I try to make sure that my website is completely accessible. I have friends that I'm constantly going to saying, hey, can your screen reader navigate my website? Um, I'm always updating the metadata and everything to make sure. And it's because I understand that the audiobook community and the uh, community of individuals with disabilities overlap significantly. Yes. So it's so important that we recognize that and lean into it. Because, I mean, like you were saying, I, I believe that the technical term is 
print disabilities. You know, when you Uh think of someone not being able to read a book because they have a disability, uh, a lot of people automatically assume that it's a visual impairment, but that might might not always be the case. Anything that uh, prevents you from being able to read, be it, you know, maybe you can't physically hold a book or um, a a Kindle or anything, maybe you have arthritis in your hands or um, anything, honestly. Um, And I learned the term print disability from Learning Ally, which I really hope that you've heard of this place. If not, please look it up, honestly. Uh, Learning Ally their goal is to record as many books as possible, uh, not just leisure books, but textbooks, educational materials. They are a volunteer organization um, that I am always encouraging narrators to volunteer their services for because Learning Ally is always looking for um, you know, people to help record these materials. And then schools or parents, or anyone can, you know, purchase a subscription to this service and uh, give their children or the, the individuals with disabilities access to all of these materials that they didn't have before. So I'm sorry, that's my little plug there. I'm, it's not sponsored or anything. I just really believe in what they're doing. Oh, and, and I agree 100% because my husband was getting so depressed because he was lo- he's losing his sight. And because he is now homebound, he gets he. That's how he goes to sleep at night, and he may sleep through half the book. I may have to go back to chapter one fifteen times. But that the point is, he still has the availability of storytelling, and it's marvelous. Right, my grandmother, well, my great grandmother, um, she is I think like ninety years old, and she is losing her eyesight. And she listens to the Bible on audiobook. We gave that to her for Christmas. And, I mean, every time I, I visit with her, that's what she's doing. And she, you and, know, and she had the – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, continue. Well, I was going to say she had the large print Bible, but as her um, you know, eyesight uh, failed further – she couldn't read the, the the large print Bible, so we had to turn to audiobooks. It, it it why in the world? And God love you, Jess. Oh, you you are you are such a pioneer in in promoting this and and the narrators. There is such a need for what you do because. As as our generation, the baby boomers get older, whether they accept it or not, they are going to age, and they are going to be able not to be able to read books, not to be able to hold the book for whatever reason, and audio books are going to be the things that is their, for lack of a better phrase, save their life, keep them from going into depression because they can no longer get around and they can no longer escape into a book. What you are doing is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you. I, I do what I can. I am not sure that I, I'm not great at like taking compliments, but thank you so much. But, um, honestly, well, I do it because it, I love it. Get used to it because you're going to be a regular on the show because we're going to start promoting some of these audio books that you have on your website. 
So you mm-hmm. will be a regular on the show, and we might even you might I might even have you send me snippets of the book, and we'll play a thirty second snippet or a minute snippet, and then talk about it, and that promotes oh, you and promotes. See, you could the be things a that I will you could, do. <laughs> you could be a tour stop. Oh my gosh, you would be an incredible tour stop. I do blog tours. That's um, my primary way of promoting these audiobooks is by doing audiobook blog tours, which um, blog tours are a virtual way of mimicking book tours, you know, where an author goes from city to city, so expensive, and and airports and luggage and hotels, and, you know, who has time for all of that, Uh, just do a blog tour. You can visit uh, different blogs each day. They'll feature your book. You can do guest posts and interviews and yeah, we could we could hook you up with some of that. See, ladies and gentlemen, we have the most fun on this show because the entire premise of this show is paying it forward to educate, to entertain, and to turn knowledge into wisdom and empowerment. And the more that that our listeners are empowered and educated and know that they can go to you, your website, and you can show them. Look at all these wonderful audio books out here that they, we didn't even know were out there. There's a Lost in the Reflecting Tour audio book, July 17th. What is that about? That is a memoir from author Diane Pomerant. Let me pull it up so that I'm getting it right. Um, I don't want to mess it up. It's uh, it's a personal memoir. Um, I, I believe that it is actually Diane's own, you know, story. And uh, she contacted me about that. I normally this is an exception here because I thought, you know, what a, a powerful story, and this needs to to be told and get out to as many people as possible. Um, I actually don't tour nonfiction books a lot because I, there's just not um, – I work with over 350 audiobook bloggers and reviewers, but in the past, in my experience, nonfiction books just don't tour as well. Uh, uh-huh. They actually do better on the adoption – on the uh, adopt an audiobook page when they're placed for adoption and uh, reviewers can – check them out sort of like from a library at a more leisurely pace. But I, uh, I try to evaluate each tour candidate on a case-by-case basis. So when I saw that Diane's book was nonfiction, I, I didn't automatically think, oh, well, you know, I can't do a tour from, for that. I read the synopsis. I looked into Diane, and I thought, you know what, I bet this would be something that a lot of even fiction listeners would be interested in. So we're we're doing a tour for that, uh, uh, July 17th through the 23rd. So yeah, if anybody's interested in hearing uh, "Lost in the Reflecting Pool" from Diane Pomerant, let me know, and I, and I can get you a review copy. And see, I can't go do events anymore because I can't leave my husband. That was one of the reasons for the show. I knew this was coming. It came quicker than I anticipated, but I knew it was coming, so I did the radio show. But your services, ladies and gentlemen, she does audio books tours. She does tour reviews. She does 
blog tours, I think you said. Mm-hmm. She, she does all kinds of stuff. This is an avenue for me to start getting my books out there so that next year on my taxes I don't have to count it as a loss. I can count it as profit. Yay. Exactly. Oh my! See, see, this is my, this is helping me, helping her, helping y'all. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I, I've been in the I've been in the audiobook community for well, as a listener, you know, four years, and I have not had a bad experience with anyone in that community. I've met so many amazing people who just want to help other people and just. They, they want to love audiobooks. That's why we don't have time for the haters, for the people calling us cheaters and saying that we aren't real readers. You know, that just rolls off of our shoulders because we're listening to audiobooks. If somebody starts hating on you, just plug in your headphones. Well, the thing is, if they start hating on you, it tells me there's something wrong with them and not you. Right. Exactly. I mean, is it because they had a bad experience with an audiobook? It could be, but I doubt it. I would wager that it's because they've never tried it. And they're afraid to try it because they don't right. want to experience anything new, and life is always full of new adventures around the corner. Right, and I get the um, I get the nostalgia factor. I love the feel of a, a a heavy book in my hand. I love the smell of a book. Come on, who doesn't? But um, y- you know what? When something better for you comes along, you have to go with it. And, and it if doesn't... I hadn't jumped at this, then I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't have books in my life right now. And and the thing is, Jess, it's it's not to the exclusion of not holding a book in your hand. It's a a extra tool so that you can enhance your reading experience even more. Enjoy the books you might not get to enjoy until you can sit down and read them, and by then you're too tired and who cares? Yeah, absolutely. I am just so excited, and you're not going to believe this, my darling sister from the South. Our time is almost up. Oh, shoot, that went fast. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> What I want you to do in the remaining three minutes or so we have left is let people know where you can be found. This is very important. I can be, <laughs> I can be found. Uh, my professional services can be found at audiobookwormpromotions.com. Uh, my personal reviews, just sort of my blog uh, where I review whenever I have time, um, is theaudiobookworm.com. That's where it all started, and that's where the name comes from. I love a good play on words. Um, Yeah, and you can email me at Jess, J-E-S-S, at audiobookwormpromotions.com for, you know, whatever whatever questions you have. If you're a a listener or an author or a a narrator or, or, you know, whoever, just, just say hi. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I highly suggest that you go on this site. It's audiobookwormpromotions.com. Go on this site. She's got her services. She's got her host. She's got her testimonials. She's got Adopt an Audiobook. She's got the audio blog tours. Some of these amazing, the culling, the cowgirl jumped over the moon, uh, Girl VS, Uncanny Valley, Glasgow's Legacy, Lost in the Reflecting Pool, The Liberty Box, Dead of Night, 
Six Tales of the Supernatural and the Macabre, Fur- Fury's Kiss. I mean, these are her tours. Go on there and check her out because you will not be sorry. And and I can pretty much guarantee it won't be too long till you see this old white woman's audio books because, you know, I've got several out there that I haven't been promoting like I should. Don't hang up when the show goes offline because, like I said, there was, I'm going to tell you some things. But I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for spending an hour with me, Jess, because this hour has flown by. And you will come back, won't you? Absolutely. You've made me so comfortable and feel so welcome. Thank you so much. Well, I'm from the South. I can't help it. Welcome to my home. <laughs> Sit down and have a glass of sweet tea. <laughs> That's what we do here, and and we can do that if you want to. We can we can um, play a, a snippet of a book. We can talk about. It. There's so much we can do with you on this show. We'll never run Absolutely. out of things. No yes, way. ladies and gentlemen, I don't get I'll, bored. No, me either. I'll bring her back. <laughs> Um, if I can't get her back before the end of the year, I'll get her back in January. I promise, because by then she'll have a whole kind, all kinds of new stuff going on. Tomorrow night, um, I have the Daniel Paul band. He's been on before, and he's got some new music out, and he'll be back again tomorrow night at eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. So join us. I'm off on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, I have Lark Griffin, who is an author. It's the first time that she will be on the show, again, at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. And that will be after, if if all goes well, my granddaughter is getting married that day, so it's going to be a busy, busy day. But y'all all know that there are a couple of things I say at the end of the show, and, and I, I try to live by them. Sometimes I fail miserably, but I really, really try to live by them. It's, they're important to me, and that is... People will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They'll forget what you're wearing. But they will never, ever, ever forget how you made them feel. And all of you that have followed this show know that it is very important to me that every one of you understand that you are the most important person in the room. I don't care if it's all 200,000 of you. Each of you are the most important person in the room, both as a listener and as a guest. And the way that I was raised is when you are invited to my home, then you are treated like family. You are given the best of everything, and I hope and pray that I always give each and every one of you the best of everything that I have on this show. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to achieve greatness, and it, it doesn't mean being President of the United States, so if that's what you want to do, go do it. It means being great at what you do, whatever that is. If you want to achieve that greatness, stop asking permission. Nobody's going to give you permission to be great. Go out and just do it. Because if you do not do it, then you have failed. To to have tried and to have t- and and to not have finished the course doesn't mean that you lost or that you failed. To have sat on the side sidelines and said I shoulda, woulda, coulda, that means you failed. As my brother who was challenged said, Yvonne, I tried. Yes, and you succeeded because you went out and you did it. So do not be afraid to jump into the deep end of the pool. You will swim. With that being said, I want to thank my guest, Jess, from the audio bookworm. Go 
Bookworm Promotions. Go check her out at audiobookwormpromotions.com. And we will see you again here tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And we are off the air, Jess, but what I wanted to say is the, the show, when we get off of here, is going to go up into archives. Now, are you on Facebook? I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, will you email me? And I've got your audio, the audio bookworm Facebook page. Is that where you want me to put the link to the show? Yes, please. Okay. What I will do is when the show goes up in archives, I will put it there. I will also email it to you so in case Grandma and Mama didn't get to hear it, that they know that they can listen to it in archives. Tomorrow. Oh, I've already shielded sh- text from them. Ah, <laughs> so they heard the show. Um. Well, no, they couldn't get it to work. <laughs> oh, well, but you'll anyway. have to help them. You'll have to help yeah. them. Because um, I can listen to it, and we do give them shout- several shout-outs. But anyway, tomorrow this show goes up on iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, um, iHeartRadio in two places, Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain, FM.com and TuneIn Radio and other places that I don't have any Yvonne, control over. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. My grandma's beeping in. Do you want to meet her real quick? Yes. That would be lovely. Okay. okay. Grandma? What Grandma, Grandma, I'm on the phone with Yvonne Mason. Oh, I'm sorry. No, say hi. No. On the phone with Hello. Yvonne. How are you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to congratulate my granddaughters. She did a superb job, and you are just a real Southern lady. I really enjoyed your conversation. (laughs) Mom couldn't get it to work, but I guess you could. (laughs) Oh, really? She didn't get it? No, she was texting me. Oh, you put in a plug for genealogy, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. Well, I am. I, I, I told I told Jess that we are sisters by southern birth because that's what we do in the south. You know, you're that's you're right. you're not related by blood, but you're related because you're from the south. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. We had I have a lot of uh, Barfields that went to the to Georgia. That there so could I be don't know. It, it, Who knows? <laughs> If we do our, G- our DNA, we might find out that we are. Oh, yeah, ready. we did our DNA a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, see, it's, I did mine, too. I am on Ancestry.com, so you can look me up, and and we could be related by in-laws or we in-laws. We are, too. Let me, let me it, tell you about our our website. We have it's FamilySearch.org, uh-huh. and you can find lots of information. You don't have to pay your yearly dues like you do Ancestry. Wow. But we have we have Ancestry as well, but um, I've, I've had that for years. But um, that's our church website. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. And, and you just <laughs> paid me the nicest compliment, and you don't know how much I appreciate that because that is the highest compliment that a Southern woman can be paid so thank you very much 
<laughs> well, we're true Southerners as well. We all of our ancestors, almost all of them, came from England and got land grants. So we've been here a long time too. <laughs> yeah, my family basically founded the county that we're in. Right. And oh, I've enjoyed speaking with you. And let me get my phone. And you have oh. a good evening. <laughs> all right, Bye. darling. Good Bye. night. Bye. <laughs> What's Yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay. I was making sure you were there. Yes. Now, what's going to happen, Jess, anybody mm-hmm. that listens to the show and the archives will get to hear that conversation. <gasps> oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's perfect. No, it's perfect. Trust me. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Because we are. It's it's like the outtakes of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> the bloopers, yeah. Yeah, so it's <laughs> well, thank you perfect. for meeting her. I'm sure that. Uh, no, thank you for the honor. I would love to hug her neck because <laughs> I'm in love with her already. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, look, I was going to say, like, I thought about telling you earlier that you remind, like, as comfortable as you made me, you reminded me of my grandma. But then I, I thought, no, that's rude to tell someone that they remind no. you of a grandma, even though I think she's, the, like, the coolest person I know. But I, I honestly, then you, said that you have a, <laughs> then you said that you have a granddaughter getting married, and I, I was floored. I thought, no way. You do not sound oh, like honey, I have, have great, a granddaughter getting married. I have great-grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. I never would have guessed. Thank you. And and for you, <laughs> for, for you to give me that kind of compliment just makes my heart swell with pride. I am very humble. Thank you, honey. I don't take that as an insult at all. I take that as a very... Wonderful compliment, high praise. Yeah, my mom and my grandma are my best friends. So if I say that someone is like them, it's it's the highest compliment I give. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So thank you, my darling, and and mm-hmm. let's set you up for January. That'll give us time to get some things worked out, and 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 you get more stuff, and we'll just have so much fun in January. It'll be. Unreal. The the hour will fly by even faster. Oh, absolutely. That's my birthday month, so that's great. That'll be a nice little surprise there. Well, not surprise, but you know, a nice little we'll uh, perk. We'll we'll celebrate your birthday in Jan- when when in January is your birthday? January sixth, two days before Elvis's. I'm a big Elvis. My youngest my youngest daughter's is January the twenty third, twenty third, twenty fifth. Oh, okay. So cool yeah. Deal. Life is good here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm extremely fortunate. So, so with that, with that, I'm going to tell you good night and get off of this phone so you can go and enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so so much. I had a ball. I knew we would. I did too. Thank you so much. You really made this so easy on me. I was stupid to be nervous. <laughs> No, you weren't stupid. It was apprehension, and that's okay because I'm kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I knew as soon as I started here, as soon as I heard your um, your last week's show, and then when we started talking, I thought, oh, this was, you know, I had nothing to be worried over. No, and see, so you didn't need notes or anything because the, the conversation just went where it was supposed to go. Right. Uh, yeah. I, well, I go off track sometimes, but that's just me. But that's off the chain. That's what we do here. Right. It was authentic. 
Yeah, that's what makes it fun. That's why we call it off the chain because I never know where the conversation is going to go. But we came oh, full boy, circle. We always, we always come has back that full ever circle. Has landed you in hot water? No, I, because I don't, I don't pay attention to it. If it, if it gets off the chain, it gets off the chain. That's the rules of the yeah. games here. The only rule that we have here is you just have to be comfortable with, and and we agree to disagree. We agree to disagree. It's okay. Right. Yeah. So Great. I love with that. that. I am. I am going to say good night, my darling, and I will get everything set up, and I'll send you dates and get your mom to listen to the show. And when you see Grandma, give her a hug for me. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll be talking. I promise. We're doing this. Right. You're going to be a regular. All right. You have a good night. <laughs> All right, honey. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.